Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Friendship is forever. Three of us are forever and a day. And so is justice. Heroism is just very simple. Anytime somebody uses courage when they're afraid in the name of something good. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Thursday, July 20th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. A week into the actor strike, Grey's Anatomy star Ellen Pompeo is slamming Netflix, the streaming home for all 19 seasons of that series, by posting a meme from a season two episode of the show in which her character, Dr. Meredith Grey, operates on a man with a bomb in his chest. The image shows Meredith standing with her arms crossed, and the text reads, quote, Me when there's a bomb in the chest cavity. Above that, Pompeo wrote, also me when Netflix doesn't pay actors residuals. Holla, let's talk. Residuals paid to talent for projects licensed to streamers like Netflix or Hulu come from the studios that produce the show or movie, while Netflix pays the studio. Yet that deal, as it stands now, is one of the major issues at play in the SAG-AFTRA and WGA strikes. The unions are looking for streamers to pay talent residuals as well. Several actors have spoken out on the subject, highlighting the low residual payments they have received from streaming services. Mandy Moore says her residuals from This Is Us streaming on Hulu have been as low as a penny. Some of the stars on Netflix's Orange is the New Black have also opened up about their low compensation and residuals. In other strike-related news, a handful of projects starring Anne Hathaway, Matthew McConaughey, Rebel Wilson, and more have been granted waivers to resume filming. Forty-five productions considered, quote, truly independent, have now been granted strike exemptions under the interim agreement, which allows members of SAG-AFTRA to continue shooting and appear in certain productions without violating the terms of the strike. Among the exempt productions are David Lowry's music drama Mother Mary, starring Hathaway, Hunter Schaefer, and Michaela Cole. Andrew Patterson's The Rivals of Amzia King, starring McConaughey, and Simon West's action comedy Bride Hard, starring Wilson. Other titles include the comedy Death of a Unicorn with Paul Rudd and Jenna Ortega. And Ira Sachs' upcoming movie Passages, which debuted earlier this year at the Sundance Film Festival, has received an NC-17 rating. And he's not very happy about it. In an interview with the L.A. Times, the director said he did not consider it an option to edit the film in order to receive an R rating, explaining, quote, There's no untangling of the film from what it is. It is a film that is very open about the place of sexual experience in our lives. And to shift that now would be to create a very different movie. 
passages centers on a love triangle where one half of a same-sex couple begins a relationship with a female grade school teacher. The movie opens in New York and L.A. on August 4th before expanding to more cities. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Suit up and power on for today's number three pick. The new Max documentary, Superpowered, the DC story, explores the enduring legacy of DC Comics and its superhero characters. From Superman to Batman, Wonder Woman to Harley Quinn, the iconic heroes have taught us all to fight for good, or justice, to be exact. Hear from the directors of the biggest DC films, including Patty Jenkins and James Gunn, as well as the actors and actresses who've stepped into the boots of the comic legends. Here's a preview. Heroism is just very simple. Anytime somebody uses courage when they're afraid, in the name of something good. It's stories about hope, about redemption. It's the same themes that have been underlying our folk tales since the beginning of time. Throughout history, there have been mythic characters that we told stories about. Superheroes are what they are now, and DC is the grand proscenium of superheroes. It is impossible to think about this in this way today, but back then, no one had ever seen anything quite like that. What if I could be a hero? Something tells us to fight for what's right. That's really the power. That's really being super. I don't think anybody thought we're going to turn this into the most profound discussion of race in the superhero media. It was the physical act of empowerment at the right cultural moment. There were comic book burnings across America. The code and the persecution of comics make the people who were producing the comics feel oppressed. It was a creative stranglehold. Women should not be featured in prominent roles. People were afraid. They really would. You would find an image and somehow map a ton of homosexual overtones to that. In the case of Wonder Woman, maybe not entirely untrue. When I first read Watchmen, it was a religious experience. All of us need to go back to being kids and believe that we can do the right thing. It's reflecting who we are today. Superheroes, supervillains, anti-heroes. There is a DC character for every person in the world. We can't be stuck in the past. We have to take those characters and move them into the 21st century and go, well, what's cutting edge now? Comics are an incredible medium. You can tell impactful stories about anything. What you need is the courage to tell them. Well, it's been almost a century since the debut of DC Comics, and its heroes are still going strong. The three-part documentary, Superpowered, the DC Story, is streaming now on Max. Trivia! It's trivia time. It's been said that DC Comics helped start the superhero genre with the launch of the first comic, where Superman saves the day. So, which of the following titles was the first issue to feature Superman? Was it Action Comics number one, Detective Comics number one, or The Superman versus Lex Luthor? Stick around for the answer. Number two. 
Look alive for the season finale of our next pick, The Walking Dead, Dead City. Now, in last week's episode, we saw the Walker King, a creature unlike any zombie we've ever seen in the Walking Dead universe. Jenny made her great escape and wrote Liar in Blood on the Wall as a message to Maggie. And by the end of the episode, we understand why she wrote what she did. So now, after Jenny sent up a flare that both Negan and Maggie take notice of, we'll see where the duo ends up in the season finale. Here's what Lauren Cohen told EW about shooting the gruesome Walker King scene. I will give you a play-by-play. It was so great. We basically set up shop. We had this mound of zombies. Everything was covered in goo. You know, every 11 minutes, Gino and Addison, who have been on our team since the very beginning, um, with special effects, come in and cover everything, keep it shiny and disgusting. And then uh, we get into the meat and bones of the story. And, you know, Maggie's obviously... You know, I get my foot stuck in a dead, rotten cavern of a of a of a corpse, and this Walker King was. This is what he is: is a Walker King because it's based on an idea of how rats sort of will tangle their tails and become a rat king. So we have this sort of like monster zombie uh, Walker King, and uh, we had three people publishing him. And so it was really cool because we had our stunt performer, and then we had two Walkers coming out of him, and then puppeteers bringing those to life, and. Uh, it was the most, it was the most like physically testing and fun stunt I've ever done on the show. And it was, you know, we were, it took a while for us to do that one and just, just to make it as scary as possible and to honor it. To me, it totally felt like alien. It totally felt like the birth of the, like that scene. If you take the entire alien movie, mash it up and make them zombies. That's what it was to me. Well, given the circumstances, we certainly hope they both make it out alive. The season finale of The Walking Dead, Dead City, is available to stream now on AMC+, or you can catch it this Sunday at 9 p.m. on AMC. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. We're eating dessert first for today's number one pick and heading back to Serenity for the new season of Sweet Magnolias. It's time to catch up with our trio of best gal pals, Helen, Dana Sue, and Maddie, who are each dealing with the ups and downs of small town living, like balancing romantic relationships, friendships, and new challenges they could have never seen coming. Here's the trailer. New relationships and new challenges are good for the soul. This is the beauty of old friends. You meet me wherever I need you. Three of us are forever and a day. (laughs) In a darkened land, there was a woman who was trying to do the right thing as best she could. I have never wanted to hurt anyone. Somehow, 
I always do. Trying to fix things, help people, make a difference. Ryan asked me to marry him. I make a difference here. This is a side trip for you, but this is my home. I need you to commit to. And then one day, she realized she was tired and needed to heal herself. Forgiving Ronnie for his mistakes means forgiving myself too. We're still finding our footing. But we are back in the groove in all the important ways. <laughs> Pour it out! Yeah! <laughs> Why is it so hard to move on with my life? I let go of my past, but it is hanging on to me. I just want to be there for our children. There are other things I want to do, other choices I want to explore. Are you holding on to an old dream because you haven't found a new one yet? What are you doing here? All I ever wanted was to be your friend. After all this time, what does she still think she can get from us? I care so deeply for Eric. Ryan's been in my heart my whole life. I get it. It's hard having two good men in your life. And I should be past all this. When are we ever supposed to be past wanting friends to lean on? That's how we all get through. One walk, one brunch, one conversation at a time. Ah, well, there's nothing sweeter than true friendship. All episodes of the new season of Sweet Magnolias are streaming now on Netflix. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Which of the following titles was the first comic issue to feature Superman? Was it Action Comics number one? Detective Comics number one, or the Superman versus Lex Luthor? That would be Action Comics number one. The issue was published on April 18th, 1938, and was part of the Action Comics Anthology magazine, which eventually became dedicated to stories about Superman. Detective Comics number 27 introduced Batman to the world. DC, by the way, is derived from Detective Comics. Well, that is it for our show today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Executive Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to Watch.